It also involves faith. I mean, you have to take a step of faith sometimes, and uh, and God's either going to open the door or he isn't. But either way, we have to take a step of faith and trust God for everything. Amen. Turn, go to the gospel according to Mark chapter 7. Amen. As we reverence the word of God. Amen. It's not Timothy's word. It is the word of God. Hallelujah. And the gospel of Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7, we're going to go to verse 24, amen, and we will be ending at the 29th verse. And the word of the Lord says, and from thence he arose, it's talking about Jesus, and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon, and entered into a house and would have no man know it. Jesus was trying to hide out, trying to be in conspicuous. He needed a break. But he could not be hid, for a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by, by nation. In other words, she was a Greek who came from Syria. And she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. But Jesus said unto her, Let the children first be filled, for it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it unto the dogs. And she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord, yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. And he said to her, For this saying, Go thy way, the devil is gone out of your daughter. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we come before you. We thank you for this privilege and honor to be in your house today, Lord. We thank you for those online guests and people that are watching today, God. I pray that you would bless those in this place and bless those that that are intently, God, seeking you, Lord, and hearing your word online. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do and what you continue to do in this body of believers in Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated, praising the name of the Lord, hallelujah, amen, praise God. So, how many of you are all stuffed up with turkey, amen? <laughs> amen, hallelujah, plenty of turkey, amen. We had our, our Thanksgiving a little early, took off to the convention, had a good time over there. Came back a little bit early and uh, had a good uh, meeting, a kickoff for 2024, and we are here in the house of the Lord, amen, and I count it a, an honor and a privilege, amen, to serve the Lord in any way that I can, amen. So I'm thankful to God, and, and, uh, and I believe God is going to speak to us today with this thought, can you be thankful in the crumbs? Can you be thankful in the crumbs? A lot of you probably thought last Sunday you got away with a Thanksgiving message. Well, here you are today. It's only three days past Thanksgiving, amen, but we are still in the spirit of Thanksgiving. So turn to your neighbor and tell him, can you be thankful in the crumbs? 
Amen. I didn't have an idea where God was going with this, but I now see what he's trying to do here. Everyone say thankful. <laughs> thankful is simply defined as pleased and relieved. I am pleased. Ah, you're relieved. You're thankful. It also is expressing gratitude. So there's two parts of being thankful. Amen. And it's being pleased, relieved, and expressing gratitude. You see, being thankful isn't only a conscious awareness of thankfulness, but it is also an outward response. Uh, you know, when somebody gives you something and uh, you were brought up the right way, you say what? Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Or thank you for giving that to me. Or thank you for those kind words. Hallelujah. Amen. Not only what you are consciously aware of, but there is an outward response. You see, you can't have one without the other to be truly thankful. And there's many people today that are probably listening to me or live in your neighborhood, part of your family, or even part of an, another church that say, what do I have to be thankful for? There are probably some people that didn't even celebrate Thanksgiving or go to where they were invited for because they were so down and all their thing. What do I really have to be thankful for? I have unpaid past due bills. My car is hanging on by the last thread. Don't know if I'm going to be able to pay my rent this month. Amen. The doctor is giving me some unfavorable news, whatever it is. What do I have to be thankful for? Isn't that what Thanksgiving's all about? What do I have to be thankful for? So the question is, if you are a believer, how many believers do we have in the house? How many believers do we have online today? What does God expect from believers? Well, let's see what it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. It says, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It's that the Lord is looking at you and I today and pointing his finger at us and saying, I'm talking to you. This concerns you. This is my will that in everything you give thanks. Hallelujah. And I ask myself the question, why is God so adamant about this way that a believer should live his life? Why is he so adamant about it? And not just every now and then, but every day of our life. This scripture says that I should live thankful, that I should give thanks for every day, everything, every situation in my life, I should give thanks. When's the last time you said, Lord, thank you for that trial that you allowed to come in my life? When's the last time you said, Lord, thank you for that bad news that I received the other day? Thank you, Lord, for my flat tire, hallelujah. No way you're out there kicking it. Cheat, I'll never go to that place again. 
It's all the devil's fault or whatever you want to say. Huh? When was the last time you thanked God for something unfortunate in your life? Amen, because he seems to want us to live. He wants believers to live this way. Everything to me means everything, right? It doesn't mean some things or 99.9% of the things. He says in everything. And God is a God who knows what he's talking about. He already knows what our life's going to be like. And he says, I want you to be aware. Be thankful. Give thanks in everything. Hallelujah. Amen. Why does he expect us to live this life? You see, because it's a spirit that is going forth in the last days that will unexpectedly Amen, pull, let me say this again, it sneaks, it will pull people away from God, hallelujah. They're looking, well, it's drugs that's gonna pull me away and cause me to backslide. It's an alcohol problem that's gonna pull me away and <coughs> cause me to backslide. It's adultery, it's fornication, it's all these big sins in our minds that we're thinking about. It's going to be my downfall and pull me away from God. But there is a spirit in these last days. It's a spirit that sneaks underneath the surface in our lives. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 2 says, in portion of that scripture that says this, that in the last days men shall be unthankful. In the last days, it makes a point, the verse up talking about the last days, it says, amongst all those things, men will be unthankful. You see, not being thankful, little by little, begins to make us unsatisfied with the will of God for our lives. It makes us unsatisfied and eventually with serving God and living for God, we no longer want to do it because we're not satisfied. Life isn't good enough for me, hallelujah. And we become unsatisfied with the will of God and with just serving God and living for him. We see this in Luke chapter 15 and verse 11. Listen to me, I'm not gonna be too long. It says in Luke chapter 15 and verse 11 with the parable of the lost son that he was not thankful for the life that he had. He was not thankful for the things that he possessed. He was not thankful for the place where he abided and I could go on and on, but he was not thankful. He wanted what the world had to offer. The, grease, the, the grass was greener out there, hallelujah. The laughter was louder out there. It seemed like there was more freedom and less restrictions out there, hallelujah. It appears, you know, that their life is, 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 is so good out there. And he told his father, I'm not satisfied. What he was saying was, I'm not thankful 
Give me everything that belongs to me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of this place and I'm gonna go live it up and have fun. And the Bible says that he took all his possessions and he wasted it out there in the world, hallelujah. He was not thankful. And when the world had wasted him, he realized that he really had it better in his father's house. He realized, amen, that even the pigs that he was taken care of even had it better than him to the point where he desired to eat what the pigs were eating. And that's what the devil will do with a man and a woman once he has you out there where he wants you to be. Unthankful for what he had in his father's house. I'm sure there was a point where he was thankful. He was grateful, but there was something that began to enter into his life under the surface, and he lost his thankfulness to his father. And we see, we know the story. I'm not going to go into it. But there was also a thankful father that took him back in when he came back. And he realized, you see, when you get out there and God forbid that ever happens, it is then where you will realize how good you had it and how thankful I should have been, hallelujah, because one day in the house of God is better than a thousand years in the world, but you don't realize it until it's all taken away. Thankful. He lost his thankfulness. God in his wisdom knew that that could not happen. And he became unthankful. Amen. In his father's house. You see, turn to your neighbor and tell him, I think the pastor's on to something here. Think about this. A thankful father took back in an unthankful son. Huh? In our mind, it should have been no way, Jose. You, you, you made your bed sleep in it. You went out there, take what you have coming to you. But that's not the way God is. A thankful father took back in his unthankful son. And verse 24, we see why he did. The father was thankful for his son because his son is now alive. He was dead, but he's now alive. He was lost, and now he's found. That's why the father is thankful, hallelujah. Amen, what does that mean? That means when you leave the father's house, you're walking a dead life. You're a dead man walking, and you don't even realize it. You're lost, and you don't even realize it until the father saves you and makes you alive and found again, hallelujah. How is this possible? 
this father-son relationship, this God-son relationship. Luke chapter 6 and verse 35 says, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Huh? Imagine that. That doesn't seem right. God is, God, what? What would you say, Pastor? I never read that scripture before. Yes. For he is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. That's what we cry, that's what we call grace. God's unmerited favor. Huh? You don't deserve it. But even when you're unthankful, and even when you're living an evil life against my will, I am going to be kind to you. I'm going to welcome you back. I'm going to be here, waiting here with open arms. Hallelujah. And not only did he just say, you know, well, yeah, go ahead and come in, you know. You're lucky you came back. No. Look at how, how he showed the father. He went out and he threw a party. He said, slaughter the fatted calf, hallelujah. He made a joyful, joyful occasion of it, hallelujah. He every, everybody know, like, he, like, amen, I hate to lose this illustration, but like he had won the lottery, man. What's going on with, with the man of the house, the master of the house? Well, didn't you hear his son came back? It was because of his grace. He makes a big thing about it. Bringing back the unthankful son. Hallelujah. But this story in Luke chapter 15 is not done, brothers and sisters. We see that unthankful spirit even infecting the faithful son. Hmm? Watch out for sitting in the house of God and saying, well, that's not me. I'm a faithful. I'm still here every Sunday. I pay my tithes. I dance and shout when the worship leader's there. I'm faithful to Bible Life group. It ain't going to affect me, Pastor. That message was somebody else. Huh? I'm telling you, if Jesus in his word said, and everything give thanks, there's a reason why he said you got to live this way. Huh? Verse 28. The faithful son became angry and instead of being thankful that all that his father had belonged to him instead of being thankful that everything your heavenly father has is yours he became angry he, become un he became unthankful for not currently being rewarded for his faithfulness. Why isn't God rewarding me? He sees that I'm the faithful one. He sees that I'm the one that's doing everything that I should be doing. Watch out for that spirit because it's coming in undisguised, undetected, hallelujah, trying to get a hold of your heart to bring unthankfulness. unthankfulness now verse 32 shows us how the church should respond 
to our fallen brothers and sisters that make their way home to the house of God. Huh? Not saying, well, what are they doing back in the church? Hallelujah. Huh? Where, well, where's, I wonder where her husband's at. How come he's not with her? I wonder what's going on with her children. I seen her the other day on Facebook. She didn't look too good. What are they going to bring to the church? All they're going to do is cause the pastor more problems. Huh? No. This shows us how the church should respond when your brother and sister comes back home. It says they were cheerful. They were joyful. They were glad because somebody was lost and now they're found. Somebody was out there dead and God has made them alive again. That is something to rejoice about. Unity Worship Center, we need to rejoice for the prodigal that God is gonna bring home and that he's bringing home. They have too many people that are betting against him. They have already too many people that are talking about him like a dirty dog and making them feel that they aren't worthy. We need to let them know that God is waiting for them with open arms. Uh, all right, Pastor, go on. It's a Thanksgiving message. Okay, now. Because the Bible says in everything, give thanks. My question today to the listeners are this. My question to myself is this. Can you be thankful in the time of crumbs? What is crumbs? It's a particle. It's a minute speck of something bigger. It's not the big, nice piece of bread with butter on it. It's the little crumb that broke off and fell to the ground. I don't know, Pastor, I, I got to say I need that, that nice piece of bread. Huh? But what if God gives you a crumb? I could thank God for this nice bread and butter. But I don't know about that crumb. Can we be thankful in the time of crumbs? You see, as we come to our sermon text, we see a woman. She drew her greatest blessings out of being thankful, out of being thankful in her time of crumbs. She wasn't sitting at the banquet table with a vast array of vegetables and meats and all kinds of delicacies. She was under the table amongst the crumbs. Listen to me. Her greatest blessing came not because of the crumbs, but because she was willing to be thankful in the crowds. People who are thankful in whatever season God has them in, they cannot be defeated by the devil. He cannot give you a spirit of bitterness. He cannot cause anger 
to well up inside of you. He cannot make that covetous come in your mind for what the other brother has. What does he have? Why does he have that? Why do they have that? God, don't you see that I'm faithful? can't be defeated. That's why the Lord said, in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. You see, let's walk through the story here. Verse 24. Amen. Hallelujah. And from thence he arose and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon and entered into the house. Would have no man know it, but he could not be hid. He could not be hid. We see then this. If Jesus was trying to hide and not be seen, that means that this woman was determined to find him. Huh? When's the last time we were so thankful to the Lord that when we didn't feel him, when we didn't see him working in our lives, we didn't just cross our arms and say, well, why am I going through this? What, what, what did I do, Jesus? No. When was the last time we said, well, I can't find him, but I'm going to find him, God. I'm going to keep on looking for him, hallelujah. I'm going to keep on searching. God, this isn't going to crush me. I'm going to stay on my knees until I feel your presence, hallelujah. I'm not going to be satisfied till I feel, hallelujah. We got to be like Jacob and say, I'm not going to let go until you bless me. We got to be like that woman with the issue of blood and said, I'm going to hold on to the hem of your garment until virtue flows through me. So she had to find Jesus. This means that thankful people are hungry people for God. Verse 25. For a certain woman whose daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet. In other words, she believed everything that she heard of Jesus. We've heard the word of God. We've heard the Bible studies. We heard the testimonies of the brothers and sisters of the church. We've heard them all. Do we believe that same God loves me the same way? And the first thing she did was she found a place at Jesus' feet. You see, if we really believe what we hear and know about Jesus, it's going to cause us to want to be at his feet. Huh? Want to be at his feet. I'm not going to try to put any guilt on anybody, but how much time spend with Jesus and everything else. If we were to put a, a, a weight, a weigh station right here, 
If we were to weigh Jesus and everything else we spend time on, what way would the balance tip? Because she was thankful. She found a place at Jesus' feet. And the woman was a Greek Syrophoenician woman by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. She was convinced that Jesus could do anything, and he was the only one that could meet her needs. She was convinced. She was convinced. But Jesus said to her, let the children first be filled. For it is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Jesus wasn't talking about crumbs. He was talking about the whole shebang, the whole bread. I don't know about you, but I would have just walked away with my head down. Well, I guess it's just not for me. Huh? She was tried to be convinced. They tried to convince her, woman, man, whoever you are, this isn't your time. This is not your time. This is not your time. How many of us can still be thankful when we feel like it's not our time? Uh, when we meet a failure, oh, it's not my time. When we are shunned, oh, it's not my time. What way are we going to go? Are we going to choose to be thankful to the Lord? And she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord, yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. You see, she was comfortable being not seen under the table with the crumbs. Huh? She was... Because Jesus said, the, she said the crumbs are under the table. So she obviously was right there with the crumbs. And she was comfortable being unseen under that table with the crumbs. But here this, here's it is. They weren't just any crumbs. They were crumbs that fell from the master's table. And this is what I felt like God was saying. Can you be thankful in the little things? Can you be thankful in, for the small things in your life? Can you be thankful when it's just a big storm for that little silver lining? Hallelujah. Huh? Can you be thankful? She was comfortable. She was comfortable, but she was thankful where she was currently in in her season. That's the key there. Huh? I know that joy comes in the morning. 
I know that my weeping is just for a little while. But that's just the season that I'm in. There's a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to dance, all kinds of times. There's a time for everything. And it's just my season. So I'm going to be thankful to God for my crumbs. I'm going to be thankful to God for the small things because I know bigger things are coming, hallelujah. But I'm not going to wait for the bigger and better things. I'm going to thank God in my crumbs. I'm going to thank God in my small things. I'm going to thank God for everything. There's going to be thankfulness in my heart. So when the devil tries to whisper things in my mind to drag me away from the house of my father, He's going to find thankfulness is guarding my heart. Oh, hallelujah. She was thankful where she was. Are you thankful right now for the season you're in? Because huh? I know God promised us a lot of things. I know he prophesied a lot of things, but that doesn't mean they're going to happen right away. There's an appointed time and a season. Can you be thankful until then? Huh? Because when she was thankful for, for what she was in those times of crumbs, that changed everything for her. Verse 29, Jesus said, For this saying, hallelujah, for your words, woman, for the, your thankfulness that is emanating from you, hallelujah. For your faith, hallelujah. For this saying, I'm going to answer you. Jesus didn't even go to her house and lay hands on her daughter. They were probably miles away, but yet that word went forth and delivered her daughter that very day, hallelujah. That's how powerful our God is, hallelujah. You have to trust him, hallelujah. You have to know that's who he is. You got to be thankful for everything in every season, in everything. Give him thanks. Stand with me. That's your Thanksgiving message. Why is that so important? Because anybody can be thankful in the good times. Huh? Anybody can be thankful in the good times, but it's in those not so good times. You're going to be tried. Your heart's going to be tried. God's going to really find out what's in that heart, what's in that mind, because that heart is desperately wicked, and no man can know it except God. But that heart is going to tell me what is in there in those times. There's times I'm shocked by what creeps out of that heart every now and then. And I have to tell God, I, I seen it now. I didn't know it was there, but I seen it now. Lord, come into my heart. Take it out. Root it out of me, God. I don't want that in my heart, Father. Take it out, man. Oh. I want a heart of thankfulness. I want to be thankful. Hallelujah. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if you were to ask those 
that fell for that lie and are out there in the world. Instead of being in the house of God, they can tell you, yep, that's right, somewhere along the line, I just become unthankful for what I had in the Lord. I wanted more. It wasn't coming fast enough. I had to make it happen on my own. Can you be thankful in the crumbs? Can you be thankful in the crumbs? I think we just need to end this service today. Can you just, can you bring your thankfulness to the altar of God today? Huh? Can you find an altar and bring your thankfulness to God? Not when you leave this service right now. Can you show God that I'm thankful, God? Pastor, well, I'm going through a trial. Well, come up here and thank him for your trial. Huh? Thank him for your trial. It may hurt. It may be hard, but Lord, I thank you, Jesus. Forgive me for complaining, God. Forgive me for my bad attitude, Father. But I'm breaking that cycle, God. I'm thankful to you, Lord. And wait and see what God is going to do. Hallelujah. Wait and see what that is going to do. Hallelujah. I don't want to wait till I'm like the prodigal, finding out the hard way. I'm not trying to make the particles feel bad, but I want to make, I'm making a point. I believe we can have a testimonial with them and they're going to tell you exactly what I'm telling you. If I could only been thankful for what I had. Come on, come and thank God for your problems. Thank him for your little things. Thank him for your small things. Thank him for that prayer that he hasn't answered yet. Thank him for that blessing that hasn't showed up yet. Thank him for that sickness, hallelujah. Amen, that he's gonna heal in your body, hallelujah. Thank him for, Lord, hallelujah. Oh, you're gonna bring that back. You're gonna put that back together, God. Thank you, Jesus, for that, hallelujah. But I thank you right now because I know you're gonna take care of it, God. I know you're gonna take care of it, hallelujah. Well, through my thank through my faith in you, through my trust in you, God. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that my bank account is in the red right now because I know you have it all taken care of. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that they're going to take away my house and repossess my car because you got a new car. You got a new house. You're going to work it out, God, but I'm thankful right now. There's nothing more important, God, than you in my life. There is nothing more important than my life being founded on the word of God. And your word says in everything, God, be thankful. In everything, God, be thankful. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I can't talk for you. I'm done with the messes. I delivered it. Now it's you and God. Only you can tell God what he wants to hear. Come on, somebody online. 
Get down on your knees right there in your couch, in your bed, in your car. Stop your car. Get on the side of the road and get on your knees and begin to thank God. He's going to turn it all around. I prophesy it in the name of Jesus. He will turn it all around. This is the word of God, the spirit of prophecy.